time you oh yeah oh here we go <laughs> hello ladies and gentlemen and happy thanksgiving welcome into a new edition of wishbone shotgun podcast on the sports insanity network i'm mike griffin joined tonight by adam reader tom russo's first off gentlemen happy thanksgiving how are we doing on this wednesday night because we're doing this wednesday night pretty good Excited some, for the holiday. Lots of football and food to eat. Who doesn't love Thanksgiving? It's almost game day, and we're all very nervous, as normal. <laughs> we're all very nervous. <laughs> all right. So let's we'll dive right in, and we'll start with someone who may not be happy for the holidays, and that's Jason Garrett, who was fired yesterday as the Giants' offensive coordinator. I don't think I have to go through the statistics. You can just read them off, look at the Giants' offense and how awful it is. And what was the stat you gave me before? They've scored 30 points once under Jason Garrett. And they lost the game. In 26 games under Jason Garrett, they scored 30 points one time. That is not a, that is not offensive points. That is any game for points. That is – you had a pick six in – your offense didn't get to 23. <laughs> like that is that is bad. That is bad. Uh, Tom, what do you what do you have on, on Jason Garrett? Well, uh, we all know this offense stinks, for the better word of it. They really haven't been great. You know, there's been injury, but for the most part, it's been very lackluster. And the first scapegoat I think that has to go is Jason Garrett because. Well, he's the offensive coordinator, and I feel like the next two guys on the clock are Joe Judge and Daniel Jones. They're the next two scapegoats because the offense is not going to magically get better just because Jason Garrett's not there. The, the problem's too big for that to just solve it. So the, who's the next off the clock, I think, is the next biggest question because this is going to keep tumbling down. Yeah. And uh, Jason Garrett, there's just no success. There's no track record there for me to say he should keep the job. Even though it's not all his fault, it's he's done nothing to help. I think they're 30th in offense or something like that right now, and and since he's been the OC, so it's it's good that you move on. Uh, and and I I just question if it's actually going to get better. <laughs> I, it, I think you use the perfect word, scapegoat. <laughs> yeah, because Jason Garrett's the scapegoat, but there's so many other pieces here that have to go daniel jones i'll get to in a second joe judge i will get to in a second this process starts with dave gettleman (laughs) yeah and we can sit here and say you know he's missed on this this and this listen he took saquon barkley at two and look that hasn't worked out but the other names we were hearing were Sam Darnold. We know how that's turned out. <laughs> Josh Rosen. We know how that's turned out. Josh Allen was really never, I don't think, ever really linked to the Giants. No, he was really Denver or the Cardinals or the Bills. Through that yeah, line. so or he was never linked there. So it was Saquon Barkley. or I, I mean, the only other guy you could say was Quentin Nelson. I think I saw the meme the other days. They took Barkley second, Nelson goes sixth, and they could have had Nick Chubb in the second round of that draft. 
Yeah, the the Colts took that with the Jets pick because they swapped to get Darnold in that trade. The Jets gave up a lot to go get Sam Darnold when, in reality, they probably could have just had Quentin Nelson with that pick and figured it out from there, quarterback another way. If only if only. Becton and Quentin Nelson on the same line. Would be but nice. But then the following year, instead of the Daniel Jones pick, remember every every Giant fan wanted um, wanted the Josh Allen from Jeff. Kentucky. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, and another level to that, the second round pick the Jets gave to move up, that was Darius Leonard. I mean, this is what happens when you have a team that knows how to actually draft. You get Quentin Nelson <laughs> and Darius Leonard for nothing. God, it must be. This nice. turns into a bashing of the Giants into Todd's regrettable Jets decisions. <laughs> yeah, it just goes to show you folks in general, when you know, your team can draft, moving back is awesome. <laughs> So he, here's my point to go back to the Giants on this, because this Dave Gettleman could say, I want to rebuild the line. Well, you can only have so many chances to rebuild the offensive line and the offensive line sucks. It still sucks. I don't know if you'll agree. You guys will agree with me. I actually like the giant skilled position players. Well, I, I wanted to bring up specifically the skill position players because I like them, but I, it's just, it does, I don't know why none of it's working. None <laughs> of it, none of it. Gallaudet is nothing. Gallaudet well, does, he is nothing. He, because I, 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 and unfairly we are judging him because of the contract that he got, but that's the contract that he's got, that he's got. That's, that's what happens when you get 18 million or whatever, as in, as like, the 15th best receiver in the league. We're going to look at you and say, hey, where's the production? It's not there. Like I, I think that goes back to something on Daniel Jones because Daniel Jones doesn't target him through games. No, I know. And that's my point of emphasis on Garrett here because yeah. remember the Washington game. They're down in the red zone and they don't target Kenny Galladay. And mm-hmm. they You've got this, I don't know, what is he, 6'3", 6'4", 6'5"? He's probably in that area. Throw him a fade jump ball. Let's let's go. This is – you have him. I, I like Sterling Shepard, but I think him and Kadarius Tony are too similar. I would move Shepard. Evan Ingram, I, I still can't believe he's, he's there. But that's he's all another conversation. He stinks. He was good for one year, and now he's just yeah. – yeah. Darius Slayton's your deep threat. I have no problems there. Say I didn't, I didn't even can be effective. I had not. I had no. I had nothing with with the um, the uh, Kadarius Tony thing. But he's been fine. He, like yeah. he's been the only yeah. part that's been like, yeah, the, the, this pick isn't complete garbage. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's been good to me, and uh, I think Sterling Shepard deserves a lot of credit because to me, he's the most consistent guy on on the whole team, receiver wise. And I want to give a shout out to Andrew Thomas, best great position player who caught a touchdown in that game the other day. <laughs> but like, uh, I, I mean, Andrew I Thomas mean, has played better. I mean, he, he yeah, we thought he was a bust for a little bit, right? Yeah, he's yeah. played better. The, the I mean, line's just. It, I mean, the line obviously is is partly to blame in this and the injuries, but Barkley. If if the Garrett firing doesn't make Barkley stand out a little more, 
then there's a problem here because that'll be his that'll be his third or fourth offensive coordinator in to four years. And I mean, I don't know. Is it? I mean, it. It. Do you guys think? Obviously, obviously, like Galladay, if you were to like, let's let's just hypothetically say, Gattleman is out after this year. You're not getting out of the Galladay contract. No one's trading for that. But Barkley probably does have trade value. But I don't know if you want to go there. Well, I think the question. And this will have to be asked of the new GM, who, whoever it may be. Where do we think we are? Who do you think you are as a team? Do we think we're on the cusp of something nice, maybe? If we make a couple of tweaks? Or are we just going to blow this thing up like, you know, the Astrodome? And, you know, yeah, everyone's available. Well, that's See, what, I don't think I, the I mean I don't think the Giants sure that, are as bad as their record says they are. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and I'm not and I'm not even sure. I'm I'm talking about like let's just see if somebody give us a first round pick for Barkley. I'm talking like if you think that the that the Russell Wilson thing is reasonably possible, and that if you could use it like a Barkley or somebody to do that, then I'm not I'm not sure I'm against that. No, <laughs> Barkley could get me wrong. I'm going to say this now because I think of all the quarterbacks who could be on the move, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to choose the Giants. No, he's not picking the Giants. He's not going to go there. No way. Deshaun Watson, I, I, you know, he's never. They've never been speculated in there. Right. Matt Ryan, go 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 to Pittsburgh. I think the one who makes the most sense is Russell Wilson. And if that's going to cost you the two firsts you have this year, which right now are five and seven because they have their first and they got the Bears first because the Bears moved up for fields. Yep. I, I would I would do my two firsts this year and yeah, say oh, on for, for oh. Russell Wilson because yeah. then I can do one of two things. Daniel Jones could either A, be Russell Wilson's backup or B, there's a team out there who thinks we could get the most out of Daniel Jones and we could go acquire him. Not for a one, but probably for a two. For Jones, it's I don't possible. know. I mean, uh, I, 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 mean I, I say that, but Darnold just went for a two. Right, that that was what I was really basing it off. Yeah. Well, yeah. They're regretting that, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, Especially the way Cam's played. <laughs> Not not to get into that, but the Darnold trade really is not that bad. It is the picking up the fifth the fifth year option that is the problem with that trade. Yeah, taking a chance on a young quarterback, I think, is bold. I mean, especially when you realize that he's coming from Adam Gase. Uh, I I think that's a good idea. But yeah. picking up the fifth year option is definitely be looking like an issue. Like I am, I am like I am totally for any team out of the thirty of one other teams in the league that want to trade for Drew Locke. I am hundred percent behind them because there's potential there and all that stuff. But if you're going to pick up his fifth year option, that is bold. Mm-hmm. I think you, you know bring I mean? something interesting up when it comes to Drew Locke because remember Drew Locke two years ago ended the season on a high note. We had these high expectations for him in Denver last year. 
The same could be said about Daniel Jones this year. So I was actually going to make an analogy about this, and that's kind of why I started to bring Drew Locke up. So I think that if you still have any intention for having Daniel Jones around this team next year, you need to follow Denver's lead because I don't know if you're going to be able to be this team that lands a big fish as far as a Russell Wilson or as far as an Aaron Rodgers, but nothing's stopping you from doing what Denver did. So, so, so Denver, just to recap, obviously they had Drew Locke. They think, oh, he, this guy's okay. He's got some potential, but we're he's a fringe starter right now. So they bring in Bridgewater, who's another kind of French starter, whatever. They say, hey, Drew Locke, if you can't beat Teddy Bridgewater, other French starter, you're probably not our quarterback. And Bridgewater wins the battles. So I'm not, I'm just saying, if you have any intention of bringing Daniel Jones back, Daniel, you've never brought any competition for him, man, because you didn't want to hamper his development and, and take away reps and all that stuff. But what is stopping you from... A Teddy Bridgewater, a Fitzpatrick, uh, and and this is the and the 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 name that I actually like for the Giants next year is Garoppolo. If Garoppolo, yeah, that, it makes sense. If Garoppolo, similar skill set, right? If, if Garoppolo's on the move, he is Daniel Jones, but better. He's he has a little bit of injury problems, but that's why he's available partially. Um, but that's. That's a total option. I think he's a lot better than Jones. If Jones isn't going to beat him out, what are you going to do on the market that's better than that? You're not. And here's the other thing, because I think from where I am, I think we're we're all in agreement. Dave Gettleman's gone. I think we're all in agreement. So the new GM who's coming in is not tied to Daniel Jones. There's no emotional tie to them so they could say hey we're going to bring in competition for you or hey we think a change of scenery is best for you we're going to move you in this deal right minus garoppolo but you know all these other teams like seattle arguments say it's the russell wilson deal who's seattle's quarterback next year they take well, one in the draft or if i mean I'm gonna assume if it's not, um, if it's not Russell Wilson. I mean, you're going in the bargain bin because I don't know if they have a lot of money. I don't know if they are. You're gonna. I, I think you're talking Cam. You're talking Tyrod. You're talking maybe Teddy Bridgewater. You're talking Bridgewater. Yeah. Like I, I don't know if they're the team that's gonna make a splash immediately because especially if Russell Wilson's out the door, I'm not sure if Pete Carroll's sticking around that much longer. Right. And that, that's a story for another day. Well, actually that's a great segue because brought up the G Joe judge. I think Joe judge has to go to after the season. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't understand who he is as a, like, I don't know. I, I don't know what, I don't know why this team, is any different than the than the Pat Shermer team, and why the Pat Shermer team is any different than the Ben McAdoo team? None of this is any. None of this has been any different. Yeah, you make a good point. Honestly, it really has been the same results, and that's poor football the whole way through. 
that's why I kind of used Jason Garrett as like the first scapegoat of the next line of firings. And but you had to fire Gettleman because just just because he hasn't drafted well, he hasn't done really anything too well, right? I mean, who do you think is the best draft pick that he's made? <laughs> yeah, what is the like? What what are the best moves he's made as a Giants GM? Really, right, not so, much comes to mind. So, free agency would probably be someone like Logan Ryan, who who's played pretty well for him. Yeah, yeah, that's not. But that's probably the Leonard Williams' move has worked for them. Yeah, I don't know how well he's doing this year, but he's given that he had a good year life. last year. Um, yep. And we're talking I don't know what draft wise. I mean, the best move in the draft was was trading back with Chicago. When you yeah, didn't get that, the, that's when his you, best yeah. move. When you didn't get Devontae Smith, you didn't you, you cut your losses. You got a free first round pick out of it. Yeah, definitely. And then who's his best draft pick? I, I mean, that, that's I, I would have to look at them all. Maybe there's some ones we don't think of. I, I mean, Sterling Shepard's probably in the conversation. Yeah, because even though he's not flashy or anything, he is consistently pretty good. Right. Yeah. So he gets old. Their best signing, what about, like, Blake Martinez? Like, it's a, not a flashy name, but that was that was a name that's done something. But but still, like, that's kind of partially my point is the defense doesn't have any household names. People know who Logan Ryan is. People know, who, like, some of these cor- – the older corners that they bring in once in a while. But it's – it's this isn't a – I mean – if I if I'm if I have two first round picks this year and I don't buy in on this quarterback clinch, which I do not, I don't know, I I don't really, I don't I don't think any, I mean somebody's going to be taking quarterbacks high, but if you are sort of still invested in Daniel Jones, that's kind of my point about like you can bring in other competition for Jones this year other than the other than the draft in a way that Denver just did that but otherwise just freaking take offensive lineman and a front seven guy yeah yeah and here's my thing and you know what you're getting into as an organization when you take from New England assistance it usually doesn't end well yeah, you so, get Matt Patricia. I was about to, Joe Judge is Matt Patricia, but with special <laughs> teams, you know. Yeah. But I, I, I mean, you're the New York Giants. You're there. There, you're supposed to be this respectable, watchable franchise. There's no reason to watch the Giants right now. At least with the team they share a stadium with in the Jets, the Jets have a plan. Yeah. It may not be a good plan. We don't we don't know, but they well, know they're was, rebuilding. Well, and 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 with a at a minimum, I thought the Jets' Salah hire was way more inspiring than Joe Judge. We didn't know who that was. Like, <laughs> is his brother Mike Judge the guy who created King of the Hill? I don't know. <laughs> like. That to me, Salah was at least like this guy's like this guy's had a top five defense for the last five years. Like, like he had a track record. Like, 
And Joe Judge was what? A, the top five special teams? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or whatever he was doing. And he the discovered Olszewski or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the other thing about the Giants. They always, I, I know specialty, but they always make one mistake. The one mistake a game that kills them. Whether yeah. it's on special teams, offense, defense, there's the one that they just don't recover from. And I know you could say, well, that happens in a, to every team. Not to the same level as the Giants, because it happens week in and week out. At least Danny Dimes, I think, has solved this fumble problem, right? Has he been fumbling and everything this year? Yeah, no, he's, he's throwing yeah, but, picks. Yeah, but then oh, he throws a freaking rookie, rookie across the body pick every game. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. He's never grown as a quarterback. Yeah. He's never grown. It's like, He's been about it's the like, same. We're still giving him excuses, and it's this is my problem. This was my problem with, with Sam Darnold last year. What, like, Darnold's having games like he had – remember he had that game against the Colts, and he's just, like, throwing – like, he's giving up on plays and just, like, chucking the ball. He's running to the right. He's throwing far off his body to the yeah. left. And it's just like, dude, like you're in your you're in your third year. Stop. Throw the ball away. And there's a perfect dude, play on one of the picks Jones threw Monday night in the loss of the box. He has an out route to the sideline and he's still trying to hit the screen with a defensive lineman right there. No, oh, that's know, a pick. That's it's something interesting. I know we can't show video to our audience, but there was a play that I saw on Twitter that was just I can't believe they drew this up. You had like three receivers in the middle, just like bunched together, middle of the field bunched together. Like none of them were going to be able to catch anything. And then down the left sideline, you have somebody wide open. It would have been a touchdown. And Daniel Jones isn't even looking. He's looking at the middle of the field where there's just not like a mess in the middle of the field. And he gets sacked. You know, he had the wide open touchdown. This kind of stuff is just like three years, four years in should really terrify you. <laughs> yeah. And that that's why it's time to pull the plug. Right, and and the the amount of and and that's the other thing, like all these teams, all these teams that have had these these quarterback projects, all they do is they gradually add more and more weapons, and then they see the they see the quarterback progress. That's how it's supposed to work. Mm-hmm. And they, the, Giants have, the Giants have actually, yeah, like like how Allen happened, like the Giants, they've added. Galladay, Tony, the Shepherd guys developed like, like there's that like they really haven't done a bad job with the skill. Like I, I know the line still sucks. I know the line still sucks. Barkley's still hurt every week, but Booker's sorry getting the job done there. But mm-hmm. when you when you're adding these receivers, you should like you should see an improvement in Jones, and you're not. And that is why, John, John Mayer, I'm directing this to you because I know you're listening. <laughs> it's time to purge this. Jason Garrett's first. Dave Gettleman's next. Joe Judge is next. Then it's Daniel Jones. John Mayer, get your head out of your ass for a second. Forget about the stupid taunting rule that makes you <laughs> makes you. Feel things because kids may or may not have made fun of you on the playground or not. Revamp your team. The, the New York Giants at the current moment 
are a disgrace. <laughs> they are a disgrace. They are not the same. There's no passion. There's no reason to love watching the Giants right now. Yeah. There isn't one. So maybe the quicker you get your head out of your ass about the taunting penalty, you could work on watching the team on the field because it absolutely sucks. I wasn't going to go there, but there, there's a reason why the guy whose team has not done a lot of taunting from to having success is his. <laughs> well, they don't get taunting penalties, but Jason Garrett's still on the sideline clapping. Yeah, you have to score. You have to score more than thirty points to be able to taunt. <laughs> oh, sorry. The one game they probably did get thirty, I bet it was like two pick sixes too. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. So we're all in agreement. Dave Gettleman got to, has to go. Joe Judge has to go. And it's time for the Giants to go shopping for a new quarterback. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's going to fix the team right away, but you have to do it. Move on. All right. Well, speaking of quarterbacks, uh, what, what what would you got, Adam? No, I was just going to say, let, let, let's just go full circle. Is there a team that you think should try the Daniel Jones thing? Oh boy, a desperate one like Washington maybe if they're not sold on Heineken. No, Washington's maybe. seen him enough. They 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 know. <laughs> I was gonna say at least he would beat the Giants for them, probably. I, I mean, I think yeah. Seattle makes sense. You got Metcalf and Lockett there already. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just oh, or would Sean Payton try it? I don't. I don't know. That's why I'm kind of wondering. I'm like, there might be like a decent team out there that might try this, like. Well, even even like even like if if Atlanta got rid of Matt Ryan, like is is Daniel Jones worth trying to replace him? Like I don't I don't know, but like otherwise I'm just gonna expect him to go to Houston and just we'll never see him again. <laughs> My answer to that, if I'm the Falcons, is if it's like a fourth round pick, yeah. <laughs> Actually, or 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 he just becomes Mike Glennon, and then that's it. Well, I think you bring up something interesting with Atlanta. Because Arthur Smith kind of rejuvenated Ryan Tannehill. And there's some similarity to Tannehill and Daniel Jones. Wait a minute. He rejuvenated Tannehill, but but Matt Ryan got way worse. <laughs> no, but but think think about no, the system. I know. I just, right. I know. Well Matt Ryan's been terrible for years, so yeah. also because Matt Ryan right now his weapons are like all dead or stepping away from mental health reasons. Well, I, I mean, the big thing for Matt Ryan's also he's 36 years old. Yeah, and it's not like his line is very good. It's actually pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, so. All right, so. Speaking of quarterbacks who, who may need a change of scenery, now there's Baker Mayfield stuff. Oh, boy. The Browns beat the Lions 13-10 to 10 on Sunday. And there were a lot of people who had issues one person, Baker Mayfield's wife, Emily, who took to Instagram during the game. Here's the post. She said this is from CBSSports.com. Here's the quote, and I quote, No one better say anything bad about Baker Mayfield after this game. I don't think I've seen toughness like this in a while. 
maybe the rest of our team should take a hint and get tougher. Oh, boy. Hold on. There's a lot of levels to that alone. (laughs) There's a lot of levels to this. She later apologized about it, saying, you know, fans often send her stuff about her husband. Look, Baker Mayfield was also booed on Sunday. He made a statement after the game. The people who booed me probably the same ones making noise while we're on offense. They're the same ones that spent $120 on a Beckham jersey a year ago. (laughs) (laughs) But they're having fun. I mean, here's the thing for me. It's just... We get it. You're... We had these lofty expectations for the Browns, and now they're sitting at six, six and five, five, barely beating the Detroit Lions. Can I just say, I thought they were going to lose that game. 100% when I was watching it, I thought the Lions had it. They they screwed up. I forgot what happened, but something really went in the Browns' favor at the end. They should not have won that game. <laughs> yeah, you know what went in their favor? Tim Boyle played quarterback. Yeah. Oh, yes. I think that's what it was. I mean, Jared Goff was out of the game, and then simple as that. But um, should we talk about Emily or? You can. <laughs> Go ahead. Take what you want out of it. All right. I'll say you something about this. About Listen. Spouses and others getting involved. I'll say two things about this, and then I'm done. Number one, just why? Why even bother? Why are you talking on Twitter? Who cares? You're probably in a suite at the game. You know, what, what do you care? Secondly, why are you telling the team to get tough? I, I'm, I bet this team is trying, okay? I don't think – it's not like everybody else on the team is doing nothing and Baker's the only one trying. Baker's the one overthrowing everybody. Baker's the one who's – I mean, a lot of those passes were not catchable last week. And, and I'm talking directly to Baker Mayfield. I'm going to criticize him because that – she knew he was going to criticize because she knew he sucked. And that's why she made that – post or whatever he was not good at all last week this team is supposed to be so good i mean this team was so close to going to a uh, a conference championship they were so close they're so good we all thought they were so good baker mayfield is holding them back i'm not afraid to say that i think that's the truth so yes he should be criticized and they should boo him i i mean i'm we're i'm a new york fan we who are players. It's not the greatest thing to do, but it happens because it's when people are frustrated. It's when they have expectations and they're shattered. And that's when it makes people boo. At least the booing tells you one thing. It tells you your fans care. It tells you that they care about what's happening. Simple as that. To, to go off of that, we know Baker's playing hurt. We've heard about the shoulder issue, the, the, the ankle issue. If it's that bad, he shouldn't be playing. Exactly. Why and, is he out there then? No, he wasn't. Right, was if laughing. he's a detriment to his team, he shouldn't be playing. I was laughing. They were putting reports out, like like rap report or whatever, like like Baker's gonna play, but he's gonna be in constant pain. It's like, <laughs> it's, like it's like constant pain Baker versus Case Keenum. <laughs> <laughs> and and you're Cleveland. You run the ball seventy five times a game anyway. Yeah. So look, Baker, we we know we've talked about this a lot. He's due for a new contract. So whether that's 
the franchise tag, and he's going to have to play off a one-year deal next year, or they give him the long-term deal. This is not a good look no. for someone looking for a contract. I don't know why. I don't know why the Browns have an argument to give him the forty million or whatever next year after the season because it, it, it's it's hard. Like he he might deserve a one year another prove it year off of this year, but you you can't, you're not giving like if you're the Browns right now and you had these expectations, you were a better team last year than you are now. Um, the, obviously all the Beckham stuff went down all whatever it's over. I don't, you're, you're not, you're, you're not going to give him five years for 40 million a year after this. So it's would not you, worth it. Would you dack him and prove it by franchising him one year? That's not the worst. I mean, that's not the worst idea, but I'm at the point. I'm like, if, if there was an opportunity to upgrade over him, I'm not going to turn it down anymore. So, so let, let's, let's talk upgrading from, we, we, we know Wilson Watts and Rogers are all out there. Yeah. I mean, I, I think if you had a legitimate, I, I think if you, if you could trade Baker Mayfield for Deshaun Watson straight up and this legal thing is so much cleared up or even close to straight up, do it. At this yeah. point, like if you think that he can play next year, he's better than Baker. We know that at this point. Definitely. And I think it was Mike or somebody who came up with the Matt Ryan idea. That's not terrible either. Cause to me that yeah. Matt Ryan could plug in on that team and, that it, I mean, I know Matt Ryan has played well this year. I know it's it's looked desperate. But, again, he's throwing – last week he was throwing a Russell Gage and God knows who. That, that's worth it if you can somehow make that happen. I think you give it a shot in these next couple of years with Matt Ryan, that's better than going out there with Baker. And you keep Matt Ryan away from Pittsburgh, which is where I keep thinking he's going. Mm-hmm. Let me throw out one that's like a kind of a lateral move. But it's another guy that's, like, going to – get a new contract in the next couple of years, I believe. I mean, do you think you would trust, would you guys trust Derek Carr more than Baker? If you could trade those guys somewhat straight up? I would take Derek Carr. Yeah, I would too. And I don't even like Derek Carr that much, but I, but I, but I think that he's consistent enough that, he doesn't have these limitations that we, I guess Baker has as far as like missing open guys and whatever. Like he's at least like, like consistent. And all you have to do, whether it's Derek Carr, Matt Ryan, whoever they go get, just manage the game. The Cleveland Browns have the best running game in football. Yeah. So all you have to do is not throw interceptions and you you could do, you're going to win. Yeah, that's all that matters. I personally, I think Derek Carr works. I think Matt Ryan works. I mean, you brought up Jimmy G earlier for the Giants. I mean, I think that's kind of a lateral move, also. But yeah, it's 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 probably equal. But but like you, like, but if it's gonna be cheaper somehow, like if it's if it's Jimmy G for for some kind of two year deal versus Baker, where you gotta commit to him for 
five years for forty million a year. And you yeah. think that this is your Super Bowl window? I'm not sure Garoppolo wouldn't do the same thing. Right. That that's my point. So. Yeah. That, that, and we've listened. Also, this is not a shot at Emily Mayfield. I don't know her. Maybe if you guys just stop doing the progressive commercials, you know, we can uh, they can focus on the football a little bit more. Well, he's getting this. Fifteen million a year or whatever, with that partially helping. So, yeah. All right. So, um, you brought up Derek Carr. I want to transition to the Raiders because I do want to have a brief conversation on this, mainly because they're going to play on Thanksgiving. They're playing the Dallas Cowboys. At one point, the Las Vegas Raiders of Oakland of Los Angeles were five and two. They are now five and five and have lost three in a row. So, argument's sake, we know about the John Gruden stuff. We're not going to get into that. Henry Ruggs, we're not going to get into that. Damon Arnett, we're not going to get into that. At the end of the day, here's what I wanted to talk about. Because I heard Ian Rappaport today on the Pat McAfee show talk about Mike Mayock's job security. My question's not going to be about Mike Mayock. Because uh, whatever you think of him, John Gruden ran the Raiders for the past number of years. If you're the Raiders, you brought up trading Derek Carr. Do you go full bull, flow, full blow rebuild here? Because I look at this division. Denver, we think, is going to be in on one of these top tier guys. Whether they get him or not remains to be seen. But Denver's a pretty good football. You should be in if you're the Raiders. You should be in on one of these top guys. (laughs) So, so well, I'm not disputing that. Yeah. (laughs) The Chargers have Herbert, and we know what he's capable of. The Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes, and we know that. So, this is part of the question. If you're the Raiders, do you think the Gruden stuff? takes away from some of these top-tier guys like Watson and, and Russell Wilson. Aaron Rodgers, I don't think it matters. I think he's his mind's already made up. And, and Watson and Will, Wilson had the Raiders on his no trade on his trade list last year. Yeah. So I, I, don't, I, I don't know. I mean, you can take one. I don't know. I've I've kind of thought for years, mostly because of Gruden and his his like quarterback vision and all that stuff, like that they were gonna move on from Carr and go with like a the more exciting option this whole time, but it just didn't end up happening. Like I, I I thought that they were gonna be really aggressive for like a Kyler Murray at one point, and I thought they were gonna be aggressive for a Watson at one point, and it hasn't happened. So that part's surprising to me, but going forward i guess i just need to know who the coach is like what's what's going on it's like i don't know i mean like obviously some terrible stuff has happened with this team i mean remember they got to rebuild a receiver now like they got waller who's who's whatever top five tight end now but the receivers are not good anymore 
Like the receivers are not as high potential ceiling as they were with rugs. Um, so, but I mean, the team isn't bad enough to blow it up though. That's, that's, I think the problem for me, it's not bad enough to blow up because you've actually, you, you've, you've signed guys like Ngakwe and you've drafted pretty well, like getting Max Crosby and, like it hasn't really like obviously Farrell and and uh, Damon Arnett have been bad picks, but um, I don't think the team is bad enough to blow up. Um, but it, it it's also not not bad enough to to not to want to upgrade and get a Russell Wilson if it's possible though. So I I, I don't know. It all depends yeah. on the next coach and get if. They could totally roll with Derek Carr and just get more weapons, or they could just get rid of Derek Carr and get a different guy. So, so let let's focus on the coach thing for a second. Do you guys think that should have to be someone with experience because of this PR drama they've got going on, or are you okay if they wanted to go with a first time coordinator kind of guy? I'm not against if I'm them. I'm not against doing the old like let's steal someone from our division thing, and just get the enemy in there. Hmm. Why not? It'd be fun. No, it could could work. Yeah. Yeah. To me, I think they could make it work either way. At at this point, I would want somebody because I think the team is ready now to kind of compete. I would kind of want someone who's got some experience because I don't want to be you know, babying and a first-time head coach these years while I kind of have a decent roster. Because uh, this roster isn't over-the-top good, but it's also not, you know, terrible by any stretch, uh, by any means. And they just lost one of their best receivers, and they're going to get better. And I still kind of like Brian Edwards and Hunter Renfro and uh, Darren Waller. I think they're going to be fine in the long run. This year, It's they're probably going to fade out very quickly. Because, I mean, all this stuff that we talked about, too, that we're not going to talk about now that we already spoke about, this stuff definitely left an imprint on this team and a dark one for the time being. And, I mean, if you keep de- – argument saying if you keep Derek Carr, we're talking receivers, he played with Devontae Adams at Fresno State, so there's that possibility of trying to reunite them. Yeah, it's hard. I can't really hate on Derek Carr because I feel like he is one of the best models of an average or slightly above average quarterback there is. I mean, he has his bad days and he has his fantastic days. I can never blame him for this team being bad. It's always something else to me. He's right. kind of like the AFC version of Matt Ryan. Well, I was, yeah. I've always said he's like Matt Ryan light. And, <laughs> but, but the fact that you bring up the version of average, I mean – he might be the guy, though, that could go to another team and become, like, what Tannehill's doing right now. Definitely. Like, just, like, we don't totally love what he's doing, but if he's in the right system, they could actually be pretty great. He's got a good arm for the most part, too, at this point. But um, just thinking about the, what you said of, as far as, like, the, the bringing in the experienced coach, I mean, th- this um, – this administration has brought in Gruden, obviously, who is like the flashiest big name on the market, but they paid the 10, 10 year, $10 million or whatever it was. <laughs> I mean, if I think if there was any team that was going to just go balls to the wall and like try to 
see what John Harbaugh or Jim Harbaugh's up to. Like, wouldn't, wouldn't this be that team? Like, oh, I, I think this is that team. Yeah, <laughs> that's like, a good point. I, I, I think right now he would have. I think the top two right now for this team would be Jim Harbaugh and Rex. The only I problem with Jim Harbaugh is Michigan is, <laughs> The only problem with Jim Harbaugh is Michigan is actually good right now, and they well, could actually well, make listen, the playoffs. They have to win Saturday. That's a whole nother conversation. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah I'm Rex sure we'll talk some college eventually. Rex would be fascinating with this team, but I, I just, I think the, I think the bridge has has burned with the him as an NFL coach just because of how how built up and done the 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 bills thing what went down and the money they gave him and i mean but i mean like call a spade a spade the bills just stopped paying him this past season yeah <laughs> i mean and you know every year that ticks where he's not in a coach in the league you know you get a little bit less a little, a little bit less drive to go after him, but I still think he honestly would be a pretty fine coach. He just can't, you know, with that roster, I think he could make it work, uh, but it wouldn't be my first choice if I were him, though. No. Oh, I'm not but, saying it would be, yeah, but I mean, I'm thinking yeah, I know the same not. group that hired Gruden, and Gruden the, and Rex are similar in the sense of both are yeah. brash, pump-your-chest-out yeah. kind of guys. But you, you know... know I think you know the blueprint of what Rex would do at this point as the Raiders coach. Like, he's going to – like, because all, all he did with the Bills was bring in, like, attitude guys and incognito guys and, yeah. like, he br- like and former, former players under him. Like, he brought in all those, like, IK, like, just, like, stupid signings that just didn't need to happen but did. Like – and on defense, he's going to run a zone blitz nine out of ten times. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll check for C.J. Mosley. <laughs> and, the, I mean, the other part of that, I mean, this is not to get into a, a Rex rant, but, like, I mean, the Bills players that are here, that are still here, like the Jerry Hughes and, got, and Mario Williams, like, like the guys that played under different teams and then played under Rex's team, like, they've trashed him. Yeah, I could imagine. Like, they've trashed him. They've they've said that that was the most like like that that staff with like him and Rob and Dennis okay. Thurman is like the most like sketchy, awful, like <laughs> like least organized team they've ever been a part of. <laughs> I can imagine, and you know what? I blame the fact that he was in a uh, city with good chicken wings because. You know him and Ra- Rob were eating chicken wings every night and not paying attention yeah. to the game book, the game plan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. We'll wait and see on what the Raiders do. <laughs> this loss is. Who their head coaches will I'd be. I'd love to see Rex back in the league, though. It just makes football more fun. Oh, yes. That would be awesome. I would watch. It would be must-watch TV. <laughs> Wait till he gets one of these like uh, taunting calls, because yeah. <laughs> you know it's coming. <laughs> Dude, I I feel like when I watch him on Countdown, he's saying to NFL GMs, "Hey, hire me. I'm still alive out here." <laughs> you know, I get that impression too. He's always trying to say like, "Oh well, I know better. Or I knew better about this. This team was bad, but I knew better." <laughs> is he the Mike? Is he the is when? Is, at what point is he the Mike Milbury wanting a GM job? 
Um, I think he's very close. <laughs> <laughs> Although he's never hit a guy with a shoe, so. Yeah. <laughs> actually, actually, he may not. He likes feet too much, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's that, too. You don't might not want to bring that on your team. Because he's just, hey, the whole hey, Twitter comments are going to be like, feet, good footwork out there. What happens? What happens in Vegas? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You can't be judged in Vegas. Yeah. Also. What happens when Mark Sanchez is, is broadcasting one of his games? Does Mark Sanchez <laughs> ask if his wife sells the tattoo or not? <laughs> I think Sanchez is doing college games, right? Or is he on something else? He's been on Fox. Pro- He's done some NFL games, too. Oh, yeah. That that must be right. So I knew I've seen him. He, he, he tries to explain plays. I'm just sitting there going, <laughs> you had the butt fumble, and this is not – <laughs> I can't take you seriously. I'm I'm glad you mentioned the butt fumble because Thanksgiving, bro, the, the reunion or the anniversary the reunion tomorrow. tomorrow. <laughs> well, speaking of <laughs> the Bills play tomorrow night, Adam, and you wanted to talk about the Bills for a minute. <laughs> yeah, I, I just I just have a little a little rant. I mean, I I so I've been at every Bills home game this year, and I don't. It's um. I mean, coming into the season, we had no reason not to have a bunch of confidence. They went 13-3 and three last year. I mean, it's just – and they brought back the exact same roster with some new additions. Like, they basically swapped John Brown for Manuel Sanders. They swapped Russo for Randos in a, in a rotation. Like, they, they really they, – there's no reason not to expect the same, if not better. All right. A couple of weeks ago, we we're even talking about all right. Oh, the AFC East is like locked up. Like it's it's pretty much sealed the deal. Like it's it's not really a race, whatever. So the they start the season starts. They lose to Pittsburgh. All we're told is oh, this isn't like all we're told by by McDermott and 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 the Bills in the in the post game presser is just like this is not. It's not who we are. Like, this is not who we are. All right? Then they lose to the Titans. That's actually a good game. Then they lose to the Jags. Six to, six to nine. All right? This is not who we are. This is not who we are. Sunday, they get blown out by the Colts at home. This is not who we are. This is not who we are. At some point, this is who you are. At some point, you are a team who's the best defense in the league some weeks and then the worst defense in the league some weeks and the best offense in the league some weeks and the worst offense in the league some weeks. They are I, – I don't, I don't understand the issue, but they seem to be the, the, the least – I don't want to say the least like flexible to change when problems occur. Like if they get punched in the face in the first quarter, they are the least likely to get up after that punch in the face with, with what we're seeing so far. It it is just like, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. They've still had good moments and, and, and all this stuff they've had. The chiefs game was awesome. They had a great game against the chiefs. Even the Titan game, the Titan game, 
They get punched in the face. They come back, blah, blah, blah. It goes back and forth the whole game. But I don't know who this team is. I just don't because they are suffocating the teams that are bad on defense. But then they then they go against any team with an elite run game, like a Jonathan Taylor. I know Jonathan Taylor's bread. I'm not. That's a part part of the thing is I'm not even acknowledging these teams because I don't even know what the difference is with these teams because the defense doesn't show up against the Titans, and then it also doesn't show up against the Colts. These are big games. But then the offense doesn't show up against the Jaguars. I, I, I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm just kind of ranting, but I don't. I, I'm I'm frustrated with the this team is not who we are. But what I, what we're seeing on the field is either the offense or the defense cannot show up on a, on a given day. Sometimes it's both. Sometimes it's neither. If it's a really bad team they're playing. They could just whoop the Jets 45 to 10, or they could whoop the, the Texans or Washington 40 to nothing. But then the Jags is 9 to 6. <laughs> because they ha- they happen to have the right scheme that day. And the Bills couldn't adjust at halftime to that. Do you hmm. I'm gonna go specific to the offense as opposed to the defense. Do you think offensively the issue is Teams have found out, hey, they don't like to run the ball. Let's just play coverage the whole time. I I think that they want to run the ball, though. That's the it, that's the issue. It, it's so so. I was I brought I brought this up to somebody that, this week. So they want to run the ball so bad. Singletary is fine. He gets three yards, three or four yards of carry, whatever. It's just like the. The most average running back you can find. Zach Moss is the most average second running back you can find. But the line is so erratic because they are so focused on versatility in the line versus good. And by that, I mean, if one person is out on the line, they would rather shift everyone on the line to cover up the flaws of the bad person that they have to sub in than just put a bad person in. So so instead of putting in a bad left guard, they would rather shift the right tackle to right guard, shift the left guard to right tackle, and put in a a, a back. Like, it's just... I don't know. It's they're focused on that on that more than that, and it's like, all right. Well, if the if the, that means if the line's not a hundred percent, it's not going to be as good as we're expecting. Blah, blah blah. It's not. It's not about holes, and it's like the the running backs are so average that Matt Breida comes in, and he just happens to be a tiny bit faster than Singletary and Moss, so he stands out because he can actually get around how bad the line is for a second longer than those guys yeah well i was gonna say uh they maybe they should run with matt burrito because he was pretty good against the jets but who isn't so (laughs) but i still really do i really do like the bills team but yeah it's it's definitely i could see why 
you'd be a little worried. You know, you, you drop one game to the Titans by three points. That's nothing to me. Week one against the Steelers, you lose on a special team's crazy play. That's nothing to me. Uh, it's, the past two games have been the ones that are worried me a little bit. Jacksonville, obviously, that's a bottom five team. You lost to them. And then the Colts game, which I thought this was a really good, uh, another really good test for them. Obviously, they were tested when they played the Chiefs. They won. They were tested when they played the Titans. They lost. Next really big game I thought was against this Colts team because I, I really dig this Colts team. And they got blown out. So I would be a little worried. Um, but at the end of the day, you're six and four. You can still win this division. It's going to come down to your games against the New England Patriots, yeah. more than likely. Whether you win this division or you're a wild card team, I think it's going to be one or the other. I would be I would be shocked if they didn't make it. Yeah, it's, and, it's uh, just, the the sketchy thing about it is that if they weren't to win, if they did not win the division, which right now they are not the leader in the division, is the Steelers and the Colts are big wild card threats. So Ooh, they, lost those are bad tiebreakers. Absolutely. So, you know, hey, you got your game. You still got another one against the Jets. That's a free one. Uh, you, you could probably be, well, we'll talk about it later, but you're probably going to beat the Saints this week. They're beating up big time. Yeah, I mean. They'll beat Atlanta. That's a home game. Yep. Yeah, I mean, and then if you can still, just sweep they, the they, Patriots, which is possible, right. you, you got, got this the division. Two, the two Patriot games and the at Tampa game. Well, I mean, so I read, I read something like if they were to win – if they were to go ten and seven, they should at least, at a minimum, make the playoffs. And and that, considering that the, that there is a Jets, Falcons, Panthers, and the Saints game with backups, at least at a minimum, that's. I mean, you should win four games out of that. Yeah, there's really no sure. reason. So we, we just went through their end of the schedule. Here's what Pittsburgh's got, because you said Pittsburgh's one of these other yeah. teams. They play at Cincy this week. They lost at home to Cincy already. Mm. Then they play Baltimore. Then they play min- at Minnesota. Then they play the Titans at the Chiefs, the Browns at the Ravens. This is e- not easy either. Yeah, I, I think – We've been predicting, I don't know if we've said, that the Steelers are going to lose a lot of games in this bottom stretch. Uh, they're 5-4-1 right now. They should have beaten the Lions, and they should have beaten the Chargers. Think about how close they were to realistically being 7-2-1 and one again, or 7-2 or again. They were close. <laughs> yeah. yeah and, and then you said Indy was the other one, correct? Yeah. Uh, let me pull up the Indy schedule very quick. All right, so Indy goes to Tampa this week, or that's a home game. They play Tampa. Then they go to Houston. Then they have the all-dreaded bye week. (laughs) Then they play New England at Arizona, the Raiders, and they finish at the Jaguars. Well, got to keep in mind, they don't win in Jacksonville. They lost last year there. uh, They're kind of cursed in Jacksonville. I look at that two-game stretch after the five, New England at Arizona. Those are interesting games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Raider yeah. game is interesting, too, depending on if you're a believer in the Raiders. Look, this is why I kind of like the three wild card teams. It yeah. makes it fun down the stretch. 
Yeah. I'm a sucker, so you know the four and seven dolphins, if they went out there ten and seven, hell they could get in. Mm. But I mean, I guess I'm just kind of just rambling, but it's just it's frustrating. No, it, it's frustrating because this team was in the AFC title game last year. It's frustrating because three weeks ago we were talking, or before New England got on a streak, we were talking like, oh, this division's over. Like, like, and, and they have the the Bills had the easiest schedule left in the league, and they they managed to to lose home games, get blown out by the like. Blown out by the Colts, loose of the Jaguars, like, yeah, like, stop, like, just, just, just do what you're good at. Stop being like. Yeah, yeah, you're where's right. The, where's the offense from last year? The defense is there. The defense is there. It hasn't showed up twice this year. Other, like, it's it that my whole problem. Why can you either be the best in the league on a given day or the worst in the league on a given day? Like it's just I don't know. Penalties, whatever, it's just it's it's sloppier than we're used to. That's that's the problem. All right. We'll we'll see if they can bounce back. Um let's see. Before we dive into picks, is there anything else you guys would like to hit on before? Um, can't think of anything. Okay. So we're doing picks. We're going to do them with a little bit of a twist. Our picks have always been head uh, straight up. We don't do the action. We're going to do, we're still going to count the picks as straight up. But we're going to talk a little bit about the spreads too. That way you get your little kicks in if you want, gambling-wise. We'll tell you what lines we like, what lines we don't like. But our picks will be tolerated on straight up, not the not the lines. So, Tom, you actually tied with Noah last week <clears throat> in winning picks. Oh, sweet. And you have the overall lead by two games on hey. Adam. Two, game, two games on Adam and Noah, and I am three games back of you guys so anybody's game anybody's game and picks again we're going to do straight up we will talk about the lines we're going to start with the games tomorrow um if you want you could sleep late because the first game's not that good you got <laughs> the bears who will start andy dalton due to justin fields being out with an injury oh i didn't even i didn't know that oh that sucks yeah, it's yeah. Andy Dalton. no fields. I'm almost a hundred percent sure it is Andy Dalton, oh, and man. it looks like it'll be Jared Goff returning to play for the Lions. The line is the Bears minus three, Tom. Okay. Well, first I'm going to say I think the Bears are going to win this game uh, with Andy Dalton because he looked good when he came in last week. And uh, as far as the spread. I'm going to go ahead and take the Bears, too. I think they'll win by more than three. I'm sorry, Detroit. I'm sorry. I really wish I could be nice to you. <laughs> David Montgomery is good. He'll figure he'll find a way to score, and they'll end up winning by more than three. Adam? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll go the Bears, too, and I'm going to take – I'll take the three points. It's just whatever. I, I don't know. 
Dalton. I trust Dalton more than I trust the Lions. And and every, literally every time I pick Detroit, they get just eviscerated. So I don't want to do that to this Detroit. It, it, I feel bad. Exactly. Putting money on the Detroit to cover? No, thank you. You're in. You're in I control. did that against Philly. I learned my lesson. Yeah, same. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna take the Bears minus three. Also. I mean, David Montgomery in that first game had 106 yards, two touchdowns. Jared Goff had two lost fumbles. Jared Goff also has never won a game without Sean McVay as his head coach. Wow. I want that to sink in for a minute, guys. Jared Goff has not won without Sean McVay. All right. In the middle of your turkey feast, we have the Raiders taking on the Cowboys. The line is the Cowboys minus seven and a half. Ooh, pretty steep. Um, I'm going to take the Cowboys on, on the win for that, but I'm going to take the, the Raiders to be closer than seven. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm in full agreement. I think Cowboys are going to win, but to say they're going to win by more than a touchdown is too much of a stretch for me. I, I would think this is a maybe a closer game, four, three points, or six maybe. So give me the Cowboys winning, but take the Raiders plus 7.5. I'm going to take the Cowboys also, but I'm also going to take the Cowboys to cover the seven and a half. They lost by 10 to the Chiefs. They're a little bit angry. This might change if Zeke or C.D. Lamb don't play. They look like they're trending towards playing. Mm-hmm. The Raiders yeah. right now are in a downward spiral, so I, I can't in good conscience take them. So I'm going to take Cowboys, and I'm going to take them with the points. All right. The Thursday night game we talked about before is the Bills and the Saints. Now, we will say this. There is no Alvin Kamara for the Saints, and Mark Ingram is ruled as questionable. Mm-hmm. The line is the Bills at minus six and a half. I mean, right. I'm, I'm going to take the Bills in this game, and I know I just ranted on them for the whole <laughs> for the last five minutes, but I'm going to take the Bills in this game because there's there's no excuse. There's no excuse. They're, the Bills are missing a, a, a tackle and a linebacker, and the Saints are missing a quarterback, all of the receivers, two running backs. <laughs> like, it's just this is – no excuses to win this game. Tom? Yeah, I'm going to be taking Buffalo, and I think it's a bit of a blowout. So I think that six and a half is kind of safe. Um, so take Buffalo six and a half. I think they win by more than uh, two scores. I'll take yeah, I'm going to take the Bills with the points also. The this points. is not going to be pretty for Trevor Simeon. Yeah, I'll, I'll take the points too because they are going to – I feel like they're they're going to pick him off. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. they're gonna have a field day with him. Yeah. All right. Like you said before, what they do against bad teams is pretty scary. This is a bad team and, right now. And it's not that the Saints are bad, they're just injured. Yeah, as of right now. I mean, do we not like like they've done that to backup quarterbacks this year. They've done that to Heineke came in, they killed Jacoby Brissett, the Mike White thing, they ended forever. Like <laughs> You would think if you beat the Texans by 40 and you beat the Jets by 30, you could beat Trevor Simeon and the Saints by at least 10, (laughs) right? Right. I I mean, the only thing the Saints have going for them is this game's in New Orleans. Right. Yeah. And Drew Brees will be there. They're honoring him at halftime. 
Very nice. Yeah. All right. I'll do Sunday. We have really this this is actually a very interesting game. You have Cam and the Panthers traveling to South Beach to take on Tua and the Dolphins. This is very interesting because both teams are I don't want to say the Dolphins are back in the wild card race because I don't know. But they're played better the last couple of weeks. <clears throat> and Cam looks a little rejuvenated. Yeah. So the line is the Panthers by two. All right, I'm gonna take the Panthers. I'll give them the two points. That's fine. Um this because I don't know. I, I don't I don't buy the 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 Dolphins yet because I mean they beat the Jets. Wow, so, the disrespect after beating <laughs> the Ravens. No, also. I, <laughs> yeah, I mean that was fine. It's just I, I don't I don't I'm not gonna buy it yet. And Panthers, I still think are a better team. Hmm. Tom. Yeah, to me, this is very close. Just like the line, I'm gonna take the Panthers though, just because Cam's played pretty well the past two games. And I think they'll also win by more than two points, although it will be very close. So give me Panthers and Panthers minus two. I'm going to take the Panthers also with the points, mainly because I think they, they're going to win this because of their defensive line with Hassan Raddick, Brian Burns. The mm-hmm. Dolphins offensive line is not very good. Did claim Philip Lindsay off waiver, so maybe that'll play into something. Oh, um, I, I like the Panthers. Oh, the, the Panthers claim Lindsay? I didn't see that. Yeah. No, the Dolphins claimed Lindsay. Oh, oh, oh. oh Someone did. Cool. <laughs> yeah. If the Panthers had claimed Lindsay, there'd be something wrong with McCaffrey, and I don't know if there's something wrong with McCaffrey. Yeah, I was going to say, I did not see that one. All right. NFC East battle. Jalen Hurts and the 5-6 and six Eagles traveled a bet life to play. Danny Dimes of the Giants. The line is the Eagles minus three and a half. I'm going to take Philly, but I'll take the Giants with the points. And it's the half that gets you because I think the Eagles will win by a field goal. I'll take the Eagles more than a three and a half. I'm I'm done with the Giants and I'm just, they just lost. They just lost by 20. The Eagles just beat the Saints by 20. Like, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Eagles by the points. They're, not that I even buy them that much. They're just they're clicking. They're better than the Giants. They're, they're clicking yeah. right now. They can score points. The Giants. Can. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Give me the Eagles, and I think they'll win by more than three and a half. Uh, the one thing we didn't really talk about too much this week was the Eagles, and they actually have a good chance to make the playoffs if you look at their schedule. And they got to win this thing. I know they're thinking about it, and they 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 know this is must win. Yeah, they're playing very good. All right, AFC North battle has the Steelers traveling to Cincy to play the Bengals. The line is the Bengals minus four and a half. Hmm. Wait, who against Cincy? The Steelers. Oh, okay. I heard Eagles. Yeah. I was like, what? no. <laughs> Steelers in Cincy. Um. I'll go. I'm, I'm, I'll go Cincy again because how good they played last time in Pittsburgh. Um, but I, I'm, I'm gonna take the Pittsburgh on the points. So, 
Yeah, same boat, actually. I, I trust Cincy to win, but I don't trust them to win by over five points. So I will take Cincy to win the game and Pittsburgh plus 4.5. Yeah, I, I want to take Pittsburgh. If TJ Watt plays, I might, might switch it. Not 100% sure, but for right now, I'm going to take the Bengals. I think the yeah. bye we came perfectly for them, and they trounced the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Oh. The Bucks travel to Indy to play the Colts in a matchup of Tony Dungy's former team. So he's coaching both of them. The line is the Bucks minus three. I'm taking the Colts. Ooh. I'm taking the Colts to win. Oh, baby. They're playing better right now. That's it. <clears throat> Tom? Um. I'm going to go with the Bucks, mainly because I want to try to get a game ahead. <laughs> Another game ahead, but I could see the Bucks winning. Uh, as far as the line, I think I'll take the Bucks by 3-2 because I, I, I don't know. It's close, but I'm going to stick with these picks. <laughs> I'm going to take the Colts. Uh, I don't have a real reason outside of this. The Bucks can be had in their secondary. Michael Pittman, T.Y. Hilton may make some plays. The way Carson Wentz is going, I'll go with the Colts. Mike Vrabel leads the Titans into his former stomping grounds as they travel to Foxborough to play Bill Belichick and the Patriots. I think this is the first time he's been there since they beat the Patriots in the playoffs which was the last game of Brady as a Patriot. Mm-hmm. And the line is New England minus seven. Wow. Well, a lot of respect to New England, uh, which is, is to be expected, I guess. Um, look, I want to ask you guys something as you, you ponder this. I don't know how the, the lines work. Is part of this being so high the fact that the Titans are coming off a loss to the Houston Texans? Probably. Yeah, actually, that's a good point. Especially this is on the road. I know New England hasn't been that great on the road this year. They're two and four, but in no, theory, this is games in New England. Yeah, in, in theory, that the road team coming into New England that's tough, especially when New England's fighting for a playoff spot. So I'm going to take New England to win. But as a betting man, I'm going to take the line for the Titans. So to think that they could cover in between seven, maybe they only lose yeah. by four points. I, I'd probably go the same thing because I, I just like I want to take the Titans to win, but I'm just because of like how they looked against the Rams. But we saw them last week. I'm not not picking them after last week. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to take New England also. I'm going to take Tennessee with the points. A touchdown yeah. for me is just too much. Matt Ryan and the Falcons travel to Jacksonville to play Trevor Lawrence and the Jags. The line is the Falcons minus two. I'm <laughs> taking the Falcons, and I'm taking them with the points. Yes, you could pull me down for the same thing. <laughs> yeah, same, same thing. I, I mean, I don't think the Falcons are any good. But if you're going to give me two points against the Jags, taking it. Yeah. This <laughs> That's a terrible game. Yeah, that should have been the London game. The the Falcons were 
were uh, horrible last week. I mean, they were like, yep. they were fire. Listen, last they put up three points in their last two games. Listen, Fair. that game proved my theory that they need to trade Matt Ryan. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, yeah. And and it was like, did you see that? They they, they put in Matt Ryan, and then they he threw a pick, and then they pulled him out. They put Josh Rosen, and he threw a pick, and then they pulled him, and they put in uh, Felipe Franks. He threw a pick. It was like the first time in a long – since like 99, since three quarterbacks had a pick in the same game. I think it was the Chargers, and it included Jim Harbaugh. Wait, what are you you doing starting three quarterbacks anyway? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the only way that makes sense is if both the starter and backup had gotten hurt, but that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah. All right, Tom, I'm coming to you. Oh, boy. Zach Wilson returns. The Jets travel to Houston to play the Texans. The line is Houston minus two and a half. Yeah, you thought that last game was bad. Wait till you hear about this one. (laughs) (laughs) Um. This one, uh, I'm going to take the Texans because the Jets' defense is in just absolute shambles. I think the Texans will get it done, and I think they'll win by more than two and a half. So I'm going to take them on the points, too. Yeah, I'm going to go the same thing. It's just that the Jets just lost the Dolphins, who I think were having a, you know, yeah. not, not that strong on paper. And now. Houston actually just had a pretty good win, and Tyrod's back. He's playing better than what they were showing on offense with Mills, so I'm going to go with Houston. Who would have thunk it? I want to pick a tie just for the sake of picking a tie, <laughs> but I'm going to take I'm going to take the Jets. Ooh, I don't have, yes. If any I don't have a tie this week, it should be the Jags-Falcons. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know which is worse. And uh, let's let's not forget this game is might decide who's picking second. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, that's right. The Dolphins no longer have Bob's first round pick. Thanks, Bob. <laughs> All right. Poor you. Poor me. <laughs> we they get the Niners first round pick instead. All right. Herbert and the Chargers travel to Denver to play Teddy Bridgewater and the Broncos. The line is the Chargers minus two and a half. Going Chargers, and I'm taking that spread. Denver's okay. They're not. They're not great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm in agreement. Chargers will win. I think they'll win by more than three. I'm with you guys. I like the Chargers too. Yeah, that's another team in the AFC. I don't think teams want to see in the playoffs. No. Unless you're go. Unless you're going there to play them, because. You know, you could hang out on the beach. <laughs> yeah, and there, you can have your own fans there. They're really <laughs> weird because, like, they 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 lose to New England. They they um they get they were awful against the Ravens, but then they just like they can just magically score in the forty points against Pittsburgh and Cleveland. Yeah, you know, that, that's very weird. Probably the most. The one of the games with the most intrigue to it has the Vikings and Niners playing each other in Santa Clara. The line is the Niners minus three. Both teams at five and five playing for a wild card spot. 
I'm going to go with the Vikings. Um, I don't know. I'm just, the, the, I think this is a coin toss. Honestly, it's like, I guess I'm just kind of judging this off of coming off. It's hard because like the Vikings just beat the Packers and the, the Niners just beat the Rams. But I don't know. I think the Vikings are like clicking a little better still for whatever reason. So I'm going to, I don't know. I have no explanation. I'm just going to pick the Vikings just gut. Tough. Um, hmm. This is a little tough. Let me go ahead and I'll just take the Vikings and uh, even though it's on the road, I'll take the Vikings. And I guess that means I'm taking them in the spread for sure. Yeah. I'm going to take the Niners. Uh, I'll take Minnesota with the points, but I'll take the Niners. I don't have I really think Minnesota actually wins this game, but I'm going to be different. I'll just take the Niners. Yeah, it's a toss-up to me. It, it's a good game. Yeah. Speaking of good games, we got a heavyweight fight in L.A. Oh, good. Uh, actually, I apologize. It's at Lambeau Field. Ooh. Because we get Stafford and the Rams playing Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. By the way, I don't know if you guys saw this. Adrian Amos of the uh, Packers said, yeah, Matthew Stafford's always been good. He was just playing for the Lions. That was sad. I, I got to ask a question. Why wasn't this on Thanksgiving? Come on. Yeah. Why is this not the Sunday night game? Yeah, or the Sunday night game. Yeah, come on. That too. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, is Aaron Rodgers playing? Doesn't he have... The toe injury? He has a fractured toe, but he is playing. Okay. You know, I think I'm going to take Aaron Rodgers with a fractured toe. I don't, it's in Lambeau. This is a tough one. I'm going to take banged up Aaron Rodgers. Go get it done, baby. I'm going to take them, too. And it's, I don't know. I don't know what the the Rams' problem is. Because it's just like the Titans game was a dud a couple weeks ago on a night game. The Niners game was a dud. I mean, this is the first real game for Beckham that he's had preparation for. So that might be some kind of factor, but I don't know. It's interesting, but I'm going to, I'll go Green Bay. I'm going to take Green Bay also. I, I would probably take the Rams if this game was in LA. I think these teams are that close. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I'll just go Green Bay. So, something about them now coming off the loss. All right. Sunday night football where Chris Collinsworth will tell, tells you how much he loves everyone. It's the Browns against the former Browns. as the Browns travel to Baltimore to play the Ravens. And the line is the Ravens minus three and a half. Yeah, give me the Baltimore Ravens to win that game. and. Uh, give me the Ravens the cover, although I don't feel that particularly amazing about it. But Brown's defense is pretty suspect, so maybe they'll just put up a lot of points and end this thing. Yeah, I'll, I'll take the same thing because Lamar's got a poop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna take Baltimore also. I, right now, I don't have a reason to take Cleveland unless they're playing a really bad team. 
can I just say one thing? It feels like these spreads are really small this week, which means that this is a very a lot of close games in the eyes of the Vegas Wizards. I mean, like none I, of these have been blowout spreads. I, I mean, the biggest one we've got is New England minus seven. Yeah. Wow. And even oh, I'm that's sorry. Da- Dallas seven and a half. Oh yeah. Well, Dallas will probably win. Right. <laughs> Dallas, New England, Cincy are the three big ones. Yeah, so those are the those are the those are the least closed games of the uh, week. So I do like the look of this week. All right, Monday Night Football has Russell Wilson and the Seahawks traveling to Washington to play Taylor Heineke and the Washington Football Team. The line is Washington minus one. <laughs> Another <laughs> tiny spread. <laughs> yeah, this is a weird. This is probably toss up. Ooh, yeah. Um. Uh... All right, give me Washington. I can't believe I'm saying this. Give me Washington uh, with the points, too. I don't know. Seattle just seems in a gutter. And keep losing, baby. Wait, who did Seattle play last week? Arizona? Yeah, they lost to the Cards by 10. And then the week before, they lost 17-0 to the Packers. Yeah, I'm I'm um, I'm going Washington. I had to just remember, I'm like, how many games has Russell Wilson been back, and has he been good since he's been back? Yeah, I, I'm saying Washington, too. I, I don't know what Seattle's deal is, but they're not playing well. Russell's out. Pete Carroll's probably out. It is what it is in Seattle. Washington, maybe they're making a run, but I don't know. Uh, Get a real name. Get a real name. Become the Washington football team guardians. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Guys, who's your lock for the week? Ooh, good question. There aren't that many good ones, apparently. Uh, I guess I'll take Dallas. Um, it's just tough. Uh, the Bills crossed my mind, too. Yeah, I'm just I'm not gonna go there. <laughs> <That's fair. laughs> I'm not gonna go there after last week. Um give me um I I'm I go Baltimore over Cleveland with my lock. Okay. Honestly. Like that that's that's one that I'm just like once playing well, one's not. I don't have a real reason, but I'm going to take Atlanta as my lock. Yes. (laughs) I I don't have a reason to tell you. Um, But I'll take Atlanta. Before we go, just want to shout out J.J. Watt. I don't know if you guys saw this, but in the accident that occurred in Wisconsin over the weekend, J.J. Watt has offered to pay for the funerals for all that have passed away so good on you jj watt yes he's uh, a good he guy healthy. he can play again next year but what a guy jj yeah. watt he, he also did a lot of stuff for that hurricane that he did a lot for hurricane harvey he's he's like he's the model dude. player to be off the field really he he, he is a true professional and he's a real role model for people to look up to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, 
Just wanted to shout him out very quickly. Sure. But that'll do it for this edition of the Wishbone Shotgun Podcast on the Sports Insanity Network. You can listen to the podcast on anchor.com and wherever you get your podcasts. Check out the website, www.thesportsinsanitynetwork.com. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. Enjoy the football. And we'll be back at you next week to talk all things football. For Tom Russo, Adam Reader, I'm Mike Rifkin. Have a ha- safe and happy Thanksgiving. Have a happy and safe Black Friday, if you're going to do it. And namaste. Don't drink and drive. Don't drink and drive.